0: Welcome to Tractionville, a podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with Benj Miller. And today, we've got Kelly Knight. Kelly is the integrator of EOS Worldwide. Kelly, welcome to Tractionville.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris and Benj.
0: I don't even know where to start this podcast. There are so many questions I have, Kelly, that that uh, I could take hours, but we've got about 30 minutes. And I think the, the first question that uh, a lot of our listeners are going to want to know is why did you want the integrator job at EOS Worldwide?
1: I didn't know I wanted it at first, open and honest. Um, you know, interestingly enough, and about April of 2016, it really had come to me that I'd spent 20 years in the financial services industry and had really a very blessed journey and career. But it also come to a realization that while I had done many things that I had set out to do, I did not feel like I was making a meaningful difference in the world, having much of an impact. And that really bothered me, candidly. Um, so, you yeah, know, I sort of spiritually... Um, you know, looked into myself and said, I really want to do something different. And uh, lo and behold, literally six weeks later, I got the call from um, Mike at Keystone Search with the opportunity here to become the integrator for EOS. But once introduced to EOS, because I had not experienced it, I'd known bits and pieces work, but had never experienced it in its purest format. But in meeting with Gina Wickman and Don Tinney and Mike Peyton and the entire team here, Um, became, just fell so in love with the purpose and mission-driven work of EOS and what implementers are doing in the world and the impact it has. So, you know, the the legs of EOS to help entrepreneurs live their best lives and get what they want from their business is awesome, but then also just how impactful it is to to folks leading their best lives, issue-solving, being the best husband, wife, friend, boss, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can be it was just very very mission driven and it really resonated with me in my heart and so from there it just it became a very easy decision to want to be part of that
2: so catch us up on what happened before that what prepared you to be ready to lead this organization
1: right so i had spent 20 years in financial services part of which was with you know large RIA based organizations but also i did a startup so i was very accustomed to the entrepreneurial spirit what it takes to launch and build and grow an organization. And what I learned in that journey, um, Benj, is just, you know, leading with instinct and intuition, failing and recovering, having grit, um, rebounding and trying again, the consistency of using what works and doing it at a cadence with a team, building world-class leading teams. Um, And so both a combination of a startup that I did in Newport Beach, California, but then also working in a large organization, I think it gave me that good balance of seeing you know, what the future looks like as we are very much a growing organization here at EOS Worldwide. We grow up 40 to 50% year over year. Um, so Gino and Don and Peyton were really looking for somebody who could understand, appreciate, entrepreneurship but also could set the stage and navigate to becoming a much larger organization so it's just those experiences in the financial industry and while it might seem very different to leadership coaching that is done through EOS um, there are parallels in that I had clients so to speak that were advisors and those advisors have clients and today our business model is and always has been and is today our implementer community and so our implementers have their own clients. There were a lot of similarities between actually the financial industry and, you know, the business model at hand here at EOS. And so i just very grateful that there were those parallels that could make me a good candidate for the seat.
0: So when you got the job, you accepted the job and you got on the inside and you saw our community. I'm curious, did you have any second thoughts or any doubts about your decision?
1: Oh, that's also a great question. Interestingly, during the interview process with Gino, Don, and Peyton, the community was described as this incredibly humbly confident, help first um, love fest. It's a group of people who genuinely care about each other and want the best for each other. And it sounded almost too good to be true. um, But having faith came into it and went to my very first QCE, which we call Quarterly Collaborative Exchange, where all of our implementers get together quarterly. And I lived it and felt it. And it it reinforced my belief that it was as good or better than how it had been described to me. But at the outset, felt like I've run in some pretty good circles in my life. I was very blessed. And I just didn't know if it would be real. And the truth of the matter is it's the best community (laughs) I've ever been privileged to be a part of. I love it every single day. I feel like I'm the luckiest person alive to do what I do. That would probably be one point where I was a little skeptical about, could it really be that great?
2: I can relate to that. I felt the exact same thing the first time I went to the EOS conference and and got to meet all of the implementers, not just the ones that I had known and and worked with. So I totally felt that along with you. It's pretty remarkable. (laughs) What uh, Taking over for Really two founders in a transition, but you taking over for, um, you know, the guy that people refer to as the Don, the father, you know, this is not an easy task to, to take over. Give us some of the learnings that entrepreneurs can use as they look to transition or bring in an integrator, the things that went well, the things that should have gone well that didn't. Talk through some of those.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. So Ben, you know, it was a real dream, um, because if you know EOS and, you know, Gino and Don, you know that it was very thoughtfully planned out. And I mean that in a way that goes far beyond my arriving the day that I was hired. It was that Don and Gino had planned for this transition uh, for five years, you know, of handing the torch um, over for visionary from Gino to Mike Payton. Mm -hmm. And then from Don to me. And so, you know, it had been in the works and been planned for quite some time. And so when I arrived, um, I had a 90-day orientation plan, which gave me a a real luxury because the first 90 days I was truly observing, learning, soaking it up like a sponge, listening, um, talking to implementers, talking to our leadership team did lots of reading, 16 books in three months that included EOS books and others that were impactful to our philosophies, a business model or VTO, just really soaking up and learning. And so it was more accustomed to coming into organizations where I had to turn it around, right the ship, right out of the gate. But I inherited this incredibly well-run organization that fundamentally had great people in the state. So, you know, for me, it was the first 90 days of watching and listening and learning in partnership with Don. And then after 90 days, the reins were handed over to me as the integrator, but he would still watch and observe and make sure that what maybe what I wasn't getting quite right. He was able to backstop and reassure me what was meant to be done. It was very collaborative and very much a navigation journey of them really helping me to have deep seated understanding of EOS so that I could be my best.
2: So did I hear you write that it was 90 days of basically shadowing and learning? And then there was a period after that where you took the reins where Don almost shadowed and played free safety.
1: That's right. That's right. A little bit like training wheels when you're teaching a kid to ride a bike, honestly. But, um, you know, again, a very patient process. Don is very wise, very genuinely kind, Mm -hmm. always looking for the greater good, only to be helpful um, in that journey. And then about a year after I had been with EOS, it officially became kind of Independence Day for Gino and Don in that Peyton and I together as the dynamic view of a visionary and integrator, we're running the organization and they truly let go of the vine. So after all of that, the 90 day orientation, listening, learning, the shadowing, they really let go of the vine. And, And it was remarkable to watch because it takes a lot of courage to go and do it, but yet that's just who they are. And so that would be one of the greatest takeaways I would pass on is plan well, plan well in advance for your succession Work the plan and be really, truly willing to let go and uh, have your right people doing the work that needs to be done.
2: Kelly, in one moment, I want to hear at least one thing that you wish you would have done better or different if you got to do it all over again. But first,
0: Chris, let's thank our sponsor. CEOs, owners and visionaries, having the right integrator can literally create rocket fuel for your business. Hiring the wrong one is expensive and can even damage the business you've worked so hard to build. The team at Keystone Search is expert at helping visionaries hire their ideal integrator. Keystone has conducted successful integrator searches across the country, and they are proud to say when EOS Worldwide needed an integrator in 2016, Keystone was the firm of choice. If hiring a rockstar integrator is in your future, go to KeystoneSearch.com to download more information or give them a call. Keystone Search is here to help. All
2: right, Kelly. What's the what's at least one thing that you or the organization could have done better in that transition?
1: Sure. Uh, well, there's hundreds of them, but then, <laughs> you know, one is just right, right, right. People, right, seats, faster, stronger, better. You know, when you feel it coming, addressing it, you know, um, right away for the greater good. So some of those choices and decisions were a little slower. Um, I've learned from that and helped propel me to be better at it today in today's world, but, but that's, I'd say that's number
0: one. You know, and I'm going to take a step back for a moment and, and just hit the pause button. And, and it's and, and I don't want to repeat exactly what you said, but there was some gold there that I want to talk about in that transition with Don. And, and you had said that Don and Gino had actually started preparing 5 years in advance and we you know as you know we have a lot of listeners out there a lot of clients that are either going through it right now and they hadn't prepared or they want to go through it but they they're not sure when they should start preparing, and and of course I know Gino really well. He was my mentor, and does not surprise me that he started his process five years in advance. If you know Gino, but but that's really critical. That if you're if you have your vision, and and part of that vision is the succession plan, and in in their case, their eventual exit, you have got to plan enough time ahead, right? So that. You can make a great decision, like like they did with Peyton, and then then they did with you. And it's critical that they slow down and really get their arms around, you know, what they want in an in, integrator. Right? Um, huge, huge decision. So I just I didn't want I, I didn't want to repeat everything you said, but I wanted to share with our listeners that you know if you're out there and and you're listening to this. It's prepare, 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 and that takes time. And don't make snap decisions and don't rush, you know, because you've got to find the perfect, you know, complement. Like Mark Winters talks about that in Rocket Fuel. Finding your puzzle piece, kind of like the yin and yang symbol. And, and that's where I kind of wanted to transition the, the line of question after, you know, making reiterating that statement. But now let's talk about, so Gino is gone. Don is gone you've got the reins and now you're working with a new visionary what's your what was your relationship or chemistry like um with Peyton as the visionary uh,
1: it's it's just been great I mean it felt like home the first time I had a conversation with him I mean I could just tell instantly he was somebody that I had a could have a really great chemistry and working relationship with he's funny he's real he's raw um, he loves results he is a um, you know high fact finder but also a high quick start which is a good combo for me too I like somebody who can appreciate the details and understand them in a way that makes for us to have great results so as I learned more about him Um, through the process, it just seemed like a very natural fit. But, um, you know, to your point that you had just stated is I was the right integrator for my patent and every visionary has their right fit, just like Gino and Don were the right fit, very different individuals, different personalities, different skill sets, but yet the perfect blend of the I-duo. Um, and that was true for Peyton and myself. And I've loved every minute of working with him. I truly have. He's just incredible. And um, it just goes to showing you have that right combination. What a great experience and journey it is for both parties and for, for the leadership team and, and the, the organization overall.
0: Absolutely.
2: So you mentioned a bit ago that you're on a 50 percent annual growth rate. Give the EOS community, a little insight to, to what that looks like. What are the, what are you working on? What are you working toward? Uh, Where does that come from? How do you sustain it? We're prying at your strategy.
1: (laughs) That's great. So this year our priorities involve uh, a number of things and we uh are, we are growing worldwide so while that always has been the case organically where we will have um entrepreneur entrepreneurial minded folks all over come to boot camp here in the united states we are now expanding boot camp and quarterly collaborative exchanges to be in europe starting next year we also have those um, same events in australia And so our focus is on taking the genuine care and concern at which we do everything here in North America and replicating it in different regions all over the world, which is based upon demand. So when we're seeing book sales and recruiting efforts and community building growing in certain regions of the world, that's when we know it's prime opportunity to go there and um, bring EOS to help entrepreneurs in that region. So, So that's a big part of our plan is international expansion. Uh, Another is um, our own accountability chart. So with all of the growth, supporting it through the community leaders. So CJ Dubay is the head of our community, and she has just finished a rock this past quarter to hire uh, eight key leaders, community builders and leaders and a head coach to perpetuate EOS to the world in a really meaningful way. So our accountability chart is always evolving at that growth rate. And then, of course, we've got the EOS conference that Tom Bauer and Alex Freitag have so incredibly launched the past three years. And we've got that coming up again in Indianapolis in 2020. Um, And then our Basecamp uh, platform, which is our online learning tool, is also evolving. And we've got three phases this year that we're launching that are all about the user experience. So anyone who wants to subscribe to Basecamp to learn more about EOS, download tools to look at videos of Mike Payton that have uh, been re-recorded this year. It's it's an amazing platform for learning and growing with EOS. So those are some of the key changes that we've had this year and we'll continue through uh, beginning of next year and just continuing to manage the growth with care and concern. That's the biggest, that's my 2 a.m. obsession is just making (laughs) sure that we're doing everything in a way that um, perpetuates our community to be healthy um, and vital and to take EOS to the world.
0: Yeah, and in that right there, that statement, taking EOS to the world, um, is really under your watch. And, you know, I, I mean, selfishly, I think about, okay, that's not an easy task. So I'm, I'm curious, because you're taking it global, what are some of the internal struggles that you're dealing with?
1: Sure. Um, anytime you're growing, um, you're focused on your people first, or I am. I'm always obsessed with you know people first and getting the right structure within our organization and going to where the puck is headed, not where the puck is today. So that's um, first and foremost, all of the time. And then looking at our issue solving and our data and other components to make sure that we're growing everything is growing together as we are accelerating our growth worldwide. So it's it's just an obsession with all the six key components um, all of the time. And, you know, looking at our processes every quarter, which ones are we reviewing and updating this quarter, making sure our team really understands our vision, that we're cascading that through the organization mm-hmm. as we grow. We have 31 members of our team. We had a third of that three years ago when I took the seat as an integrator. So, we are no different than any other implementer's clients and that our vision needs to be cascaded through the entire organization, everyone rowing together to make sure that all of the things that are most important continue to be the case as we get bigger. Um, so no easy answer to that. It just means that obsession with the work, um, loving what you do, having enthusiasm around it so that everyone is feeling as excited as I am about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I love the work. I love our community. I love us, And so, um, that's my best answer for you.
2: Kelly, when you were first talking about your first 90 days and drinking the Kool-Aid, you, you slipped in a comment about EOS impacting your personal life, your life outside of EOS. Can you talk about that?
1: Sure. Sure. So, you know, I considered myself at the time, a pretty, you know, relationship-based person who, you know, cared a lot about getting it right, you know, solving issues and being direct and open and honest and vulnerable. But EOS has helped me to take that to a whole new level. I mean, the discipline and the accountability that I've learned, um, you know, has made an impact on me as a wife, as, as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter. And I take it really seriously. And I, I think I have learned a much deeper appreciation for truly getting to the root of the issue and caring enough to go those seven layers deep where it can hurt sometimes. (laughs) Um, But yet I end up with a better outcome every single time. And I think it's the entering the danger. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would only go three layers deep before. Now I'm going to go there. I'm going to keep going um, with rigor because I know that's where we get to the best outcome.
2: It's so interesting that you went to the enter the danger because it's, come up on almost every podcast is, you know, we not, the VTO doesn't always come up the accountability chart, you know, go through the tools. They don't always come up. They're part of the system, but entering the danger seems to be one of those things that uh, radically changes people's core. And it's like a muscle that you have to grow and you have to work out and you have to choose to go work it out. Uh, But it has profound impact.
0: Um, so, So I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that. So, Kelly, as we wrap up here, right. we like to close with two questions, and the first question is, as an integrator, and it's 4.55 on Friday afternoon, and you're, 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 you're getting ready to pack up and, and go home for the weekend, I'm curious, what's on your scorecard that tells you your team had a great week?
1: Oh, yeah. And this is a good one. And I literally can have a 100 answers to this, too. But, you know, I I take a clarity break every Friday. And so on Fridays, my gauge for whether it's been a great week is to take that clarity break and think about, have we done everything that we needed to do this week that moves us forward better together? It's just a temperature check. It's my gut instinct and intuition. It's not always on a scorecard. While the scorecard is uber important, we look at it every week not always on the VTO. It's just my gut level reaction Uh to the whole picture, looking at it holistically. And then how am I feeling about the next week? And what is most important for me to get done that week? But it's often not one thing that I did that week or that we did or a community did that week. It's just how is it really going? Are we doing this with genuine care and concern? Is this healthy? Are we taking stands when it's most important um, for the health of the organization and making the right calls? So it's a gut level reaction is my best Mm -hmm. Um, gauge at that. It's not any one tool. It's not any one piece of my week. It's just how's it feeling?
0: Okay. If you're giving a keynote to the Tractionville audience and you have one minute to wrap up, what's the message you'd like to share with the Tractionville community? (laughs)
1: That's great. I would say just keep going, keep at it. You know, US is a simple practical set of tools but it doesn't mean it's easy. So just stick with it, keep at it. It will get better and easier all the time. It has for me. Every day I learn something new. I've been here over three years, but I'm always learning and growing. And so just lean into it, enjoy the journey, keep going. And thank you for being uh, a raving fan of U.S. I would also say that, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tractionville, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you rate us, subscribe, and as always share with a friend. We would love to also hear your ideas. You can share them with us at tractionvillepodcast.com. And we release an episode every Tuesday. So we'll see you next week for Tractionville Tuesday.